The Janice Daniels Show. Janice Daniels Show. Repeat after me. America is a republic, and there's nothing democratic about the Democrat Party. Let's get our words right, people. She's tough. What part of shall not infringe don't you legislators understand? Read the Constitution. Read the Bill of Rights. Read the stupid so-called laws that you guys sign your names to. Your focus is shameful. She's smart. And besides, what have you legislators done that gives you power over us? Trick the people into electing you? Swearing an oath that you don't seem to understand or follow? She's tenacious. I say bring the Electoral College to the county level for all national elections so Michigan isn't governed by sanctuary jurisdictions like Wayne and Washtenaw counties. She's sassy. Michigan has a big problem. We have too many people who exhibit seditious behavior in elected office and that needs to change. I'm hoping against hope we can change the change. Let's talk about some of this stuff on the Janice Daniels Show. This could be fun. And now, your host, Janice Daniels. It is a great honor today to be joined by Mr. Trevor Loudon for the next hour on the Janice Daniels Show. Trevor Loudon is the author of influential works that can be called the Enemies Within series. These are books that have detailed footnotes of the rapidly unfolding Marxist takeover of the United States of America. And these books became the basis for a documentary movie entitled The Same, The Enemies Within, that Trevor Loudon was the producer of. So he's a filmmaker. He was also one of the featured experts in the agenda movies, Grinding America Down and The Masters of Deceit, produced by former Representative Curtis Bowers from Idaho. So he's a movie star although he's not the kind of person that fakes things. This is the honest-to-God's truth that he is sharing with us. Trevor Loudon's also a public speaker from Christ Church, New Zealand, who has dedicated a huge amount of time and valuable intellectual firepower to help America save itself from this once covert, now overt, communist infiltration into our politics, our media, our education, and our very culture that we know are the forces that are truly dedicated to destroying Western civilization from within, hence the enemies within. This is not hyperbole, it's historical fact. As a foundation for his work, Mr. Trevor Loudon has, for more than 35 years, been researching the radical left, the counterculture of Marxism, and a plethora of terrorist and subversive movements and their influence on mainstream politics here in America and around the world. Trevor Loudon has a new book called The White House Reds coming out in the spring of 2020 and a new movie coming out at about the same time called The Enemies Within the Church. Trevor, it is so good to have you join us today. Thank you very much, Janice, and and thanks for the great intro. It just about says it all. It certainly does, and it is um, actually the absolute truth about you and the work that you've done that is so important uh, in this effort to restore our American Republic. I want to talk to you about your new book and your new movie, but uh, I would think that we should probably start with this year's soft coup trial, where we see our president being impeached for having done nothing worthy of impeachment. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, this is this is just a PR exercise. The Democrats know that they haven't got the evidence to impeach. They know that they've got a very, very flimsy case, but they just want to damage the president's reputation. 
keep them on the back foot, and to build up to shore up their own progressive base. Now, they're throwing a bone to the left, you know, more than anything else, but they can't let it go on too long because it's actually damaging them their their own electoral pro, you know prospects. So I'm hopeful. Hopefully, it'll be wrapping up very soon. But there's no basis to this. It's all a political stunt and uh, a very expensive one. Indeed, it is. Uh, do you think that there's a possibility that this soft coup trial could be the catalyst that truly? rips apart our government hierarchy. Now, not that I would mind that, but I'm concerned that the the power structure that's been put in place over the past century that is waiting to fill the vacuum is not anything like what you or my audience would like to see take over our country. Do you think this could be the catalyst? Well, it's very hard to know. Look, um, the only real worry I've got in the in the impeachment, because it's, it's actually helping Trump so far, is just if some of the weak Republicans flip, just enough of them flip, um, you know, um, it wouldn't be too much, too hard to to steer a little bit of money into certain certain wavering Republicans, um, you know, to vote the wrong way. So that's the only real danger I see, but. Look, I think I think when when this impeachment is done and dusted, I think Trump will get back on the bandwagon of of basically just ripping apart this deep state that that has been going on for so long. So I think once this once this is out of the road, I think the counterattack starts. Well, I agree. I th- Trump has been just phenomenal in his um, almost like intuitive ability to counter the deep state. But I wonder if we can have faith in the Republican leadership that they have clean enough hands to expose the corruption. In, in a word, no. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, we, we can't. Um, you know, like, like Mitch McConnell, you know, his wife is, is you know, the Secretary of Transport is, is so heavily involved with the Chinese, for example. You know, <laughs> I know. I, I was. There, there, are, there are certain certain members of the republic hierarchy that I wouldn't entrust to run a um, a country dance, you know. But they are. The, the election is not about them. The election is a referendum on Trump and his agenda, and unfortunately, we have to vote for a few Republican losers in the in the in the process. Yeah, that's true. In fact, when. Um Mitch McConnell's wife was appointed to that transportation post. I really, my heart sank, my eyes rolled, and I thought, what is Trump doing? Uh, same as I felt when he, um, when he elected or he appointed Betsy DeVos to head yeah. the education yeah. department. What is he doing? But you know there's got to be a learning curve to be the president of the United States, and I think he's done a phenomenal job. Yeah, well, that's right. You know, when he, you know, he had um, some people around him at the start that weren't on his side. You know, his his first Secretary of State, for instance, was not, you know, not on board with the Trump agenda. So he got rid of him. Right. And I think he is. I think he is whittling his way through the deadwood and the counterproductive people. Yeah, I th- I think the first two years were pretty hard for the president. I, I didn't. I don't think he quite comprehended the depth of the opposition he would get, because no other president's ever had this. 
Right. So, um, and I think he's weathered the storm to a significant degree. He's made mistakes on the way. He's done a lot of good things. But I think he's got the measure of his opposition a lot better. And I think when he is re-elected, we'll see a purging of the dead wood. Uh, and, and between now and then, we'll see a purging of the dead wood like we've never seen before. And, and also, the great thing that he has been doing is putting very good judges in, in circuits all over the country. Now, that's going to have a huge impact in, in the future years as well. Oh, absolutely. That That uh, is a comforting thought for generations to come. Um, you yep. know, I, I watched Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, give a little um, interview after Adam Schiff's shocking two-and-a-half-hour screed on Wednesday. Um, and, I, and I thought Ted Cruz looked very brilliant and very well-groomed, but I don't even know if I trust him, to be honest with you. He's one of the co-sponsors of the so-called Freedom Act that does everything except ensure individual freedom. Well, we'll see with Ted. I think he's been pretty good with the president most of the time. But, look, what what we have is the grassroots and the president and a few good Republicans. That's our team. Yeah. You know, they've got all the Democratic Party, a few, quite a few Republicans, Hollywood, the media, the unions, the education system, um, et cetera, and, and a lot of churches on their team. So really, we have to understand that President Trump is, is sort of fighting a little bit as the, well, a lot as the underdog here. And really, all we have, all he has is us, his base, and uh, a few Republicans, not a heck of a lot. And, and that's really it. That's, that's our army. So yep. we've, got to, we've got to play our part, just like the, the Continental Troops played a part with George Washington. You know, I remember back then, about 3% supported the revolution. Uh, 3% fought in the revolution, about 20% supported it, about 40% supported the British, and the rest didn't care. Well, that's sort of how it is today. Yeah. But we still won. You know what confuses me? I look at what the media and the establishment government is doing. Don't they understand that history confirms that they will be among the first people that will be eliminated if the communists are successful in destroying our constitutional rule of law. Don't they understand that? Well, I think, you know, these people are blindly ego-driven. They think they are the elite. They live in gated communities away from the general community. They think their wealth will always insulate them. They think their power will always insulate them. And, you know, like, like the Jews, you know, the Jews in Nazi Germany, right up to the last moment, they thought, nah, Hitler won't do that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, it's just all bluster. He doesn't really mean that. Well, these people don't think the left means what the left says. You know, when they talk about guillotines and, and firing squads like Bernie Sanders supporters do, they, they don't believe that stuff. Well, they should believe that stuff because it's yeah. the truth. Yeah. That's what will happen to these people. I know. I know. Unfortunately, it's probably what will happen to you and I as well, but um, that's a subject for another day. Well, uh, well the thing is, thing is, what we're doing is dangerous, but the only thing more dangerous is not doing it. There you go. You know, We've we got to win this. 
yeah. if we don't win this, we're already marked. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna escape easily. That's for sure. And there's nowhere to run to anyway. Yeah, that is absolutely true. In fact, I uh, listened to an interview that you were on a panel called The Intelligence Briefing for the War for the World on Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney, and Diane oh, West, yeah. Diana West was on that, um, which I, I absolutely adore Diana West. What a brilliant lady she is. There's yeah. a lady who I would I would vote for to be the first president, woman president of the United States, quite frankly. Yeah, she, she, she's great. She really she's huge, is. She's a huge intellect. But you said in that interview that the the solutions to the globalist, Islamist, Marxist, socialist takeover has to begin with us. That's that, like you say, is you and me. You also said that there has to be a massive campaign to defund the left. They they get a bunch of money. Reagan defunded them a lot, but it needs to be done again. How did Reagan go about defunding the left, and how can Trump do the same thing? Well, he actually had an office. He had a, a, a gentleman, I can't remember his name, I, I have read about this, and his job was to do nothing but find covert sources of left-wing money, you know, where the government was giving the left money and turn off the tap, turn off the faucet. Yeah. He had, he had one man specifically in, the little, in an office going through all the government grants and all the government money, finding out where it went to and how it was being funneled to the left and turning that off. Wow. Now, that, that is what Trump needs to do. Look, he's already done good stuff like, you know, Planned Parenthood is getting a lot less money than it used to. It should right. get zero, but it's getting less. And he has cut off a lot of money going to the left, and that means George Soros has had to write more checks, <laughs> and some of these big foundations have had to write more checks. But at least it isn't quite so much taxpayer funding as it was. But that's that's got to be amped up. You know, it's got to be zero taxpayer fund, funding going to the revolution. Yeah. And these big big foundations need to be investigated for the subversive activities that they are carrying out. Yeah, in fact, uh, I know that you also had said something to the effect that uh, there has to be a major campaign to highlight the background of these people, and that's exactly what you're doing, a major campaign to identify these people who are the subversives in our country. And I appreciate all the work that you're doing. Now, I always like to take a look at what it is that the left hand of big government might be doing, that the right hand of big government is diverting our attention away from. And one of those things that I think is critically important for us to discuss is you brought up this or you identified and revealed, again, that major campaign to identify these sources of uh, American destruction, is it's called a state-based power caucus, or, or I guess it's now yeah. called the state power caucus. Um, yeah. And you had said that you think that they should become the number one priority for federal and state investigative bodies. Can you go into this a little bit for us in my audience? Yeah, we'll see. And and this is the most subversive organization in the country right now. And about one American and about 200 million, 300 million knows about it. it it's, um, see, if we look at Virginia, you know, you know, Virginia was a, blue, a red state till very recently. Now it's solidly blue and the, and the left are going crazy there. Right. Well, that that was done by a group called New Virginia Majority. Now, they signed up over 300,000 minority voters 
and they worked with Terry McAuliffe, who was then the governor of Virginia, to give 200,000 felons the right to vote. That's why Virginia is blue. Now, that organization is controlled by Liberation Road. It used to be called Freedom Road Socialist Organization, and it's a pro-Chinese communist party. So pro-Chinese communists flipped Virginia. Wow. They have another, a similar group called the New Florida Majority, which was behind the referendum that gave 1.4 million felons the right to vote, right to vote in Florida and almost um, elected a Marxist governor, Andrew Gillum, in 2018. Now, all of these groups, plus Kentuckians for the Commonwealth and um, groups out in Washington, California Calls out, out in uh, California, a lot of them are ex-ACORN groups that have changed their names. The, you know, the old ACORN that was discredited and, and dissolved back in about 10 years ago sure. for, for their subversive activities. Well, they are reunited under the leadership of Liberation Road, under the leadership of, of, of this pro-Chinese communist group. Mm. And they have got about, I think, about 30 groups in 22 states mainly in the south and southwest where there are large black and Latino populations who lean Democrat but don't normally vote. And they are targeting to get 40 million new voters for the Democratic Party in 2020. Whoa. It's 40 million. 40 now, million. That's their target. Now, they reckon they got 4 million last time. You know, they, they um, you know, they, they almost got a victory for Hillary Clinton, but they didn't. Yeah. But $4 million, so they are putting huge amounts of money, and this money comes from the foundations. It comes from, you know, the Democracy Alliance, which is Soros and uh, Tom Steyer and Norman Lear and, and other left-wing billionaires. And they are using ACORN-style tactics to sign up 40 million voters in the southern states mainly, in Arizona, in Florida, in Texas, in Georgia, North Carolina. Now, North Carolina's on the edge. Florida's on the edge. Arizona's on the edge. We've already lost Colorado and Virginia. All they have to do is flip a couple of states and they win the next election. Wow. You know, they, they, they're not targeting the Midwest. Trump's going to do well out there. Right. They are targeting the South, and well, that's where we need to be focusing our resources. They won't get $40 million, but they don't need to get $40 million. Even if they only get 7 or $8 million, they'll still win. Right. Well, I don't know that they necessarily even believe that they could possibly defeat Trump, but as you say, these state-based groups, these groups that are developing websites and uh, plan. I mean, they have real plans that are developed on websites such as uh, Organizing Upgrade, it's called. Organizing yeah, Upgrade. Yeah. 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 And, and, and they go through the demographics. They go through their policy plans. Uh, and, and they look pretty. These websites all look pretty, these communist websites. Uh, but they say things like that they, the, the so-called Trump era has the potential to ruin our planet and put the entire human experiment into jeopardy. That's, that's, a, that's what they say in their Why Something More Is Needed uh, column on this website. And so yeah. that's the well, kind of, 
you know, revolutionary talk that would appeal to p- young people with heads full of mush still, sort of. Well, that's right. And, and see, see, I don't underestimate these groups. You know, they have already flipped Virginia. They have flipped Colorado. They almost beat Ted Cruz in Texas with Beto O'Rourke. Right. They almost won in Florida, and they almost won in Georgia, and they, won, they elected Kirsten Sinema to the U.S. Senate in Arizona. You know, the, and, and they saved Nevada for the Democrats in the last election as well. Well, so they, these people have a huge power. Yeah, they've made Way more major. Than we give them credit for. They've made major inroads into Michigan. Uh, yes. Yeah, and and it's in fact they have a, an article on the Democrat Socialists of America website for Detroit that Michigan activists were the real winners in the November sixth election. Uh, you know that they they were pleased with the way Michigan progressives won big. We are losing our country county by county, state by state. And if you listen to the intro into my show, I really truly believe that the Electoral College should be brought to the county level because it would better represent groups of people who live together and believe that their country should be governed under their principles of constitutionality rather than the principles of these urban centers that have been inundated with illegals and yeah. and minorities that I, and and god bless people around the world i love people around the world but i want our country to be guided by the constitution and the principles inherent in the rule of law not not by this you're, you're- you're not going to help Mexico if America's destroyed. You're not going to help Guatemala or Honduras. They'll all be worse off, too. Yeah. <coughs> but, you know, the principles of um, the Electoral College, like California has, what, 97 counties or so. I'm not sure how many it's got. But each one of them used to have its own representative in the California legislature. So the representative from Shasta County had as much voting power as the representative from L.A. County, you know? Right. So, so, so that's how it used to be, and California used to be a sane, well-governed, prosperous state. Well, once they got rid of that, they concentrated all of the power into L.A. and Sacramento and San Francisco, and, and California's been on the road downhill ever since. So you're absolutely right, you know, that the Electoral College was established to give the country people a, a vote, yeah. to give them a say, so they're not do- so Michigan is not completely dominated by Detroit, or exactly. you know, Washington, or your Oregon is not completely dominated by Portland and Eugene. You know, this is this is how the founding fathers designed the system, right? And this is how the communists are dismantling our system. Uh, do you know of a young man named Alec Ross? He no, is- doesn't. Ring a bell. Okay, he worked for Hillary Clinton when she was in the State Department. He was her senior IT guy. And according to Glenn Beck in that in his great documentary called uh, The Democrats Hydra, he said that Alec Ross has trained more than 800 civil society organizations through the State Department. And he himself said, Alec Ross said that they had helped institute a solid Democrat base in the State Department that would last long after he and Hillary left. You know, it's like, thank you, Alec, you little traitor. 
Well, that's, that's exactly the point we were making before, isn't it? That the State Department needs to be gone through yeah. and all of this stuff defunded, all of it. You know, we are paying for our own destruction. Yeah, yeah. You know, the federal government is still probably the biggest source of left-wing money in the country. I know. So, uh, yeah, that's that's. Well, I think that your point, that America's weakest point, is that we have no vetting of Congress. None, none whatsoever. I mean, to think that Jerry Nadler, who's a card-carrying member of the Democrat Socialists of America as a House Judiciary Committee man, is tasked with overseeing the FBI? Don't you think he should be vetted? (laughs) (laughs) Stay with us. We're going to continue this all-important discussion with one of the preeminent political intellectuals of our time, Mr. Trevor Loudon. The Janice Daniels Show. Janice Daniels Show. On Wham! Talk 1600 and 92.7 FM. We're spending the hour with Trevor Loudon, internationally recognized expert on the socialist communist ideology that for centuries has worked tirelessly to build a framework as the pretty solution to destroy the individual freedom that's inherent in Western civilization. No one is free unless we are all free. There is no better justice and equality than that which can be found in the Ten Commandments. You know, thou shalt not kill. That means don't kill me because you don't like my skin color. Or don't kill the child in your womb because it's inconvenient to your lifestyle. Don't covet anything that belongs to your neighbor. That means don't take my stuff just because someone told you that somebody else needs it or wants it. I agree that we need to fix our system of liberty, but we don't need to blow it up and replace it with the chains of tyranny. Trevor, I want to thank you so much for staying with us this hour. Thanks. Can can we just develop the point a little bit we ended the last section on about the the background checks? Absolutely. Well, you know, as I say in my my, uh, 26, my movie Enemies Within, and I hope people get that on Amazon if they haven't seen it so far, there, there are no background checks in Congress whatsoever, none, even to serve on the Intelligence Committee or the Homeland Security Committee. Now, do you think the Russians or the Chinese or the Iranians or the Cubans are aware of that? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. isn't it kind of interesting that it was sometime in the 40s when Congress stopped being vetted? Well, they, they haven't. I know the FBI has not investigated congressmen since at least before World War II, if ever. Uh-huh. But, th- but think about this. So all these countries out there, they, they have a choice. They can confront America in trade and lose billions. They confront, uh, confront America militarily and risk um, trillions of dollars and being beaten. Or they can spend a few million dollars helping the American communists to influence and buy up congressmen and senators. What, what would you do? Yeah. What, what, what's the better option? And there's no background checks to stop them. See, in my, my movie, I said there's about 100 members of the House and 20 members of the U.S. Senate who are so enmeshed with, um, you know, the, the, the Iranians, uh, the Cubans, uh, the local communists or Muslim Brotherhood front groups that they couldn't pass a background check to drive a school bus. And, but they don't need a background check. 
And so you have all of these people in government basically working for the other team. Yeah. Now, out of and my latest book, um, you know, which is coming out soon, White House Reds, I, I profile ten of the current Democrat contenders and their Marxist communist backgrounds, and that includes Biden, that includes Buttigieg, that includes. Um, obviously Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, but also Amy Klobuchar. Yeah. You know, of the current 13 in the top of the field, 10 of them have Marxist backgrounds. Even Tom Steyer, the billionaire, has that. So this is how deeply the system is penetrated. You know, Donald, Donald Trump Jr. said recently on Fox and Friends, the 2020 election will be communism versus freedom. And he was not exaggerating. You know what? And that's the starting point into a future that we're not going to be able to control for much longer. So I'm really convinced that we need to, as you say, open up the dialogue, make a major campaign so that our millennials can pick up the the torch of liberty. And there are some great millennials, such as uh, Charlie Kirk, Candace yep. Owens, um, I can't think of any others off the top because I'm thinking right now about this Tulsi Gabbard, who's going to be around for a very long time. And she is also on your list of socialists and communists uh, in Congress. Yeah. She concerns me because... Well, see, a, a, lot of, a lot of our team like her. Yeah, ex- that's exactly. like her. A lot of... Uh, she's got two constituencies. She's got the sort of... Uh, the libertarian right who likes her because she's anti-war. Uh-huh. And, and then you've got the hard communist left who likes her because she supports Russia and Iran and Venezuela and North Korea. It- and she does, you know. I don't agree with Hillary Clinton very much. <laughs> but her, but, but uh, she was right when she, when she nailed um, Tulsi Gabbard for work. I'm not saying she's a Russian agent. Right. But what she does is work in the interests of Russia, and there are people around her like Denis Kucinich, a longtime Communist Party supporter, who guide her in the appropriate direction. She's a very dangerous woman, and I don't even think she's fully conscious yep. of what she's doing. But she does not deserve one ounce of support from our side of the team. That's not right. Not one ounce. And then when when the Democrats create this media image, oh, she wasn't allowed to take a picture with the Democrat Unity Obama fundraiser, Uh, (laughs) you you know, so then all of a sudden us conservatives go, oh, gosh, maybe she is on our side. And that's exactly the kind of fake news that they continue to perpetrate. We have to really use discernment. And that's a biblical word. Yeah, that, that is. We have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. But people forget the wise as serpents part. You know, you've got to be very discerning because, you know, this is a, an information war and lies are everywhere. Yep. You know, I, I, I can't tell you the number of good conservatives tell me, oh, no, Tulsi's all right. Tulsi's okay. Tulsi is not okay. Nope. She's worked with Democ. She was elected with the help of Democratic Socialists of America, a Marxist group. She's on the board of the Sanders Institute with several Marxists. She goes to Marxist conferences. She has DSA members on her staff. She works with them continuously. And this is a Marxist communist group she works with. 
and and because she says anti-war things about Iran and Iraq and whatever, they somehow think she's on our side. Well, no, no, she's not. That's right. And I want to actually list a couple of your social media sites so that the people that want to drill down and, and understand the depth and breadth and width of this counterculture of Marxism and its pretty face that they call the Democrat Socialist Movement, I want people to know that they can go to your primary website called New Zeal, and that's trevorloudon.com, T-R-E-V-O-R-L-O-U-D-O-N.com. And uh, that contains just a a compelling look at, at the current events in real time, but it also has an excellent excellent array of historical articles, posts, documents. Uh, And in fact, you have some mini documentaries, most recently one on Beto O'Rourke. Now, this guy, yeah, yeah, he was a presidential candidate? (laughs) Well, well, that's right. You know, he was, his whole campaign was basically run by Democratic Socialists of America in Texas. And I I just got to emphasize, Democratic Socialists of America is worse than the Communist Party. They are more left-wing, but they work in partnership with the Communist Party and Liberation Road. Um, but they work with the, uh, what we, you know, the uh, the state power caucus and others. And they have a big. They they've been very powerful in Michigan. They they were behind Ab, Abdul Al Sayed, mm. the very deeply socialist Muslim candidate who stood for governor there a, a while back. Yeah, but yeah. So, so um, we've got to understand: America is in a pre-revolutionary situation. If Trump loses, we will have another communist president, and he will finish off. He or she will finish off what Barack Obama started. And um, all they have to do to make themselves a one-party state forever is do what Hillary Clinton promised to do in 2016 is to legalize every single illegal immigrant in the country and give them citizenship and voting rights. That's 22 million people minimum. That's 17 or 18 million new Democratic Party voters overnight. That's it. You lose Texas, you lose Florida, you lose Arizona, North Carolina, and Georgia straight off. That's it for America. Yeah, we can't let that happen. And so somehow we have to use great sites like some of your social media presence um, to paint the Democrat Socialists of America as the evil, tyrannical group of people that they are, the power lust people that they are, not the gentle, kind, go along to get along, let's all be equal kind of people that they portray themselves to be on their plethora of websites. Yeah, look, look, you re- we all remember the old East German Communist Party, right? right? You know, with their Berlin Wall and their guard dogs and shooting people trying to jump across. And, and the Stasi. You know, Stalinist tyranny. Well, that party still exists in Germany. It's now called Die Linke the left, and it's about the fifth biggest party in Europe. But they have a foundation called the Rosa Luxemburg Foundation, and it's all over the world, including in Russia. It's funded by the German government hmm. um, through Die Linke, and it's spreading communism all over the world. They have an office in New York. One of their major jobs is to train Democratic Socialists of America, 
and the Bernie team. They are a, a, a German communists, Stalinists are training Bernie Sanders volunteers right now. Yeah, and, now, if and it's not illegal. I don't know what is. Yeah, I don't either. But the fact that this isn't just this isn't just some overseas group. These are East German Stalinist communists. Yeah, the people who work for the Stasi, the people who are still supporting Vladimir Putin's Russia, and the people who are historically known to have uh, perpetrated the murder, the death of two hundred million people. I mean, we're not just talking about one or two people. This is the most evil system that's ever been invented on Earth. It's still there, still going, and it's completely behind Bernie Sanders and several of your other Democratic contenders. Joe, Joe Biden has a history with Moscow that goes back to 1972. <laughs> you know, Elizabeth Warren works with both Democratic Socialists of America and Liberation Road, the pro-Chinese communists. Buttigieg works with Democratic Socialists of America. So does Deval Patrick. So does Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer has got more DSA members on his staff than any other candidate except for Bernie Sanders. Hmm. So this is how, how what we're dealing with here. Yeah. You also have a website, enemieswithinmovie.com. That's enemieswithinmovie.com movie.com and not only does that have an order form to order the movie The Enemies Within but it has a scrolling banner of recent blog posts that's really informative and up to the minute almost. I I, I like that website enemieswithinmovie.com and then your great site kiwiki.org KiWiki.org, I mean, that's just like a treasure trove of, of background information on <laughs> these characters that are involved well, in the socialist communist movements. Well, there's, there's 127,000 followers in that, I believe, right now. Wow. And that profiles all of your left-wing congressmen, your senators, presidential candidates, radicals, street-level radicals, Muslim Brotherhood front group guys, communist subversive. So, yeah, just look it up. Key, you know, key, K-E-Y, like turning the lock in a key wiki, W-I-K-I. 127,000 files. Just put in your favorite Democratic presidential candidate, your favorite Democratic congressman or senator. There's the odd Republican in there, too, I have to say. I'm sure there but, is. You know, but it's basically dealing with the dark side of U.S. politics and exposing who they are. Right, that's, that's how I can speak with some authority on this, because I've, I've built files on 127,000 of these people. That's amazing, and I thought I was a research nerd. Trevor, you've, <laughs> you've beat my record. Uh, but in short, you once said that you, you have all the people who are dragging America down on kiwiki.org. It's a wonderful website. Um, you have a Twitter handle, at New Zeal blog, your Facebook page, at Trevor Loudon. Uh, so you're out there trying to fight the good fight, and, and thank God that you are. Um, let's talk about your, your, your movie. I'm, I'm very intrigued by this movie called The Enemies Within, The Church. Go ahead and tell the audience what that is about. Well, yeah, that's, uh, you know, Andrew Breitbart used to say, um, and I'm sure many of your listeners will remember him, you always used to say that politics is downstream from culture. Uh -huh. You know, the culture shapes the politics. Well, he could have added 
that culture is downstream from religion. Religion shapes the politics, politics shapes the culture. And given the divided nature of American politics and the confusion out there, that tells you a little bit about the state of organized religion in America right now. Um, see, the communists, you know, in the old days, the communists directly confronted religion. You know, they called it the, the opiate of, opium of the people, the yeah. opiate of the people. And they fought it and they closed it down. But they realized there's a better way. Why not use its good name to promote socialism? You know, just redefine God as, as not some omnipotent um, creator, omnipotent creator, but as, as basically heaven on earth. You know, heaven is no longer in the sky. Heaven is down here when we get socialism. And they deliberately infiltrated the Protestant churches in America for many years. Uh, they affiliated them to the World Council of Churches, which was run by the Soviet KGB, and they brought socialism to America largely through the churches and into the colleges. And so um, they also infiltrated the Catholic Church, which was a, a very hard thing for them to do because the Catholics were so, so staunchly anti-communist. But now you have a Marxist pope and Pope Francis, and he is effectively taking over the Catholic Church for socialism right now. But the one group that was, well, sort of was really pure and Bible-believing and, and stuck to its guns and tended to vote very conservative, these are the people who elected Reagan and Trump with the evangelicals okay. and the Southern Baptists. Yep. So, so what we're, we're explaining, the Marxist takeover, the movie's going to explain the Marxist takeover of the mainstream churches and the Catholic Church but especially now, the heavy Marxist infiltration of the evangelical movement and even the Southern Baptists, because they know if they can neutralize or take over the Southern Baptists and the evangelicals, the socialists rule America forever. That's the end of the conservative movement in this country. And you call That's that the, the end of the Constitution. You call that the social justice gospel. Um, yeah, well, that's part of it, the social justice gospel, um, critical race theory, you know, um, immigration amnesty movement. All of these things are, are Marxist things now being promoted in most churches across America every Sunday. And many of them are getting money through the faith-based dialogues, which are all pushing Marxism. So, look, I'll give you an example. The um, we're In our movie, we've got a little scene, all these young Event, young white evangelicals are going to a, a conference, I think it was in St. Louis, Missouri. And these are teenagers, mostly white because it's the Midwest, and they get lectured by a woman called Michelle Higgins. She's a pastor in, in St. Louis. And she gets up and raves and rants, and she tells them the thing that God wants them to do more than anything else is to end white privilege. So they're all fired up thinking, this is the way to go, whatever. Well, Michelle Higgins is a member of the Organization for Black Struggle, which is a front for the Liberation Road, the pro-Chinese communist group that gave us the Black Lives Matter movement. These kids are getting taught pure Marxism, thinking that it's Christianity. And they're all fired up to serve God by promoting Marxism. Well, the same thing's happening with the social justice movement. 
um, you know, immigration amnesty, ending global warming. You'll hear a lot more about all of those things in many churches across America now than you'll ever hear about sin or redemption or salvation. You know, this is socialism ripping through the churches, ripping through the seminaries right now in, in Christian garb, and it's it's absolutely destroying the movement. Even the Southern Baptists have now adopted critical race theory, which is pure Marxism, as one of the so-called tools in their toolbox. This is this is a big issue. Yeah, and it's similar to every other movement where they the the, the communists have discovered that they ha- they needed to take their bullet vests off and put their suits on and now put their clergy neck garb yes. on to infiltrate America because I have often said our greatness is going to be destroyed by our goodness if we don't recapture the education system as you say, the church, the media, the politics. We have a big job to do, Trevor, and I'm, I'm wondering, you know, you're, you're, you're such an educator in addition to being an author and a filmmaker and a movie star. Um, do you have any plans to develop a young person's version of these movies and books that you're writing, the movies that you're making and the books that you're writing? Because we do need to educate our youth on the dangers of socialism that they don't seem to see because they're following all these pretty websites that promote communism. Yeah, look, I like I have turned my mind more and more towards that, and I am looking at those sort of ideas. But I think the two best sources for education for youth right now are Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk's group, yep, and and his affiliates. There's another young uh, group called started up by Morgan Ziegler called uh, Young Americans Against Socialism, which is doing great stuff, but also the PragerU um, videos. PragerU is putting out heaps of high-quality videos. They're getting huge numbers of hits, and they are really reaching the millennials. And, and the millennials, in many ways, are the most conservative generation we've had for a long time. And um, so what we're getting is a new growth of conservatism in the millennial movement, but we've just got to keep the country going long enough and get past this looming crisis yeah. to make sure these young kids can, can get through, you know, that they can mature and, and take leadership roles. Yeah, and so right have... now it's, it's sort of up to us. But, right. um, yeah, I am, I am sort of trying to focus as much as I can on the youth. Good. I also and noticed I, that you recently recommended um, reading about this Tommy Robinson, who is a 37-year-old activist, um, ask, investigative journalist from the UK, who's yeah. who's who's really eloquent in his presentation and unafraid. It's so good to see these kind of people stand up to the the major powers that they're facing. I mean, he's being silenced by YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and he's still standing strong. Yeah, look, you've got some great people out there. You know, you've got the Lawrence Southerns, you've got the Tommy Robinsons, you've got, obviously, Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens. Ben but Shapiro. There's a whole trench behind them. There's, there's lots of these kids, but they don't, you know, they're not going to get the mainstream media attention like some fool like Greta Thornburg's going to get. Right. But they are reaching a lot of people, and and... This is, this is the beauty of the Tea Party movement. The Tea Party movement 
cleared the way and 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 enabled a lot of young people to have access to the constitution and things like that that they never would have without the Tea Party movement. So this is an intergenerational thing, but but I'm I'm actually quite pleased with what's happening today's youth. A lot of them are socialists, but it, a lot of them are not, and a lot of those socialists will come our way in time. Yeah, We've just got to get through. Like a lot of hippies turn conservative because of Reagan, you know. Well, Trevor, the last time you were in Michigan, you said that you'd want Michigan Patriots to buy you a dinner if Camilla Harris and Cory Booker became the presidential team for 2020 in the Democrat side. They didn't, but we'll still buy you dinner if you'll come back to Michigan soon. Don't stay away too long. Thank you so much for this wonderful interview that we've had. I'm proud to know you, I'm proud of you, and I pray that God will continue to watch over you and protect you for the great work that you're doing. Thank you, Trevor Loudon. Well, thank you. I'm honored, Janice. Thanks very much for the time. Thank you so much. Spread the word. It's Wham! W-A-A-M, and I'm Janice Daniels.